Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. I hope you'll consider subscribing to this podcast and my other podcast, The Cheryl Atkinson Podcast, And if you like the subject matter that I report on on Full Measure or talk about on the podcast, I think you will love my new book that's coming out in November, but you can pre-order it now to show support. It's called Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. You can order that anywhere you like to order your books. Again, it's called Slanted. Today, we're going to go through a list of statues and monuments and landmarks, either removed peacefully, officially, or forcefully by protesters in the wake of the death of George Floyd. He's the black suspect who died during or after an encounter with a white police officer in Minneapolis. Several police officers, now ex-police officers, involved in the attempt to arrest George Floyd in Minneapolis, which ended with an officer's knee on Floyd's neck and Floyd's death, they're headed for trial. But as you know, the incident has sparked a backlash, or at least has been seized upon by activists to accomplish some long-standing social goals, such as removal of monuments and statues and landmarks that are said to be offensive to some. Now, I might mention that a poll by Scott Rasmussen in Just the News, the daily poll that he recently conducted, showed that a strong majority of voters opposed tearing down statues that honored George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Abraham Lincoln. So solid majorities of voters opposed taking down those statues honoring the three former U.S. presidents. But voters polled were evenly divided on the question of whether to take down statues honoring Confederate leaders and soldiers. And by the way, Rasmussen's poll found that by a 40 to 31 percent margin, People favored removing statues honoring Karl Marx, who was the basic founder of communism. So 40% favor removing statues honoring Marx. Believe it or not, we do have some. And 31% do not favor. And I will say that my own history is not strong enough for me to know about all of these people who are being remembered and honored and looked upon with these monuments and statues and memorials. And I'll bet a lot of the protesters are a little fuzzy on the fine points too. I'll bet a lot of Americans are. So we're gonna go down a list of some of the targets. On May 31st, protesters toppled the statue of Charles Lynn in Birmingham, Alabama. Who was Charles Lynn? I'd never heard of him, but it turns out he was a businessman a banker, an industrialist, and he was captain in the Confederate Navy, 
but his statue was up there because he was one of the founders of Birmingham, Alabama. According to some information I found, it looks like he, long after his Civil War service as a captain of the Confederate States Navy, he retired to Montgomery, Alabama, and later opened a bank in the newly founded city of Birmingham, became really a business leader that helped establish business and success in Birmingham. Meantime, because that statue was toppled, within about a day or so, the mayor decided to remove Confederate soldiers and sailors' monument because apparently they thought protesters would continue to target the statues or the monuments, and the mayor said that the $25,000 fine that the city was going to incur for violating the Alabama Memorial Preservation Act for taking down this monument, that that $25,000 was more affordable than the cost of the continued unrest. In other words, the protesters were successful in forcing the city to, in essence, pay $25,000 and violate its own state law by taking down a monument improperly. And then in Montgomery, Alabama, four people were supposedly charged for removing the statue of Robert E. Lee at Robert E. Lee High School. Then there's been a flurry of announcements, we'll mention a few of those, where city officials have said that they're going to remove monuments in light of all the unrest. The Bentonville Confederate Monument in Bentonville, Arkansas, the Athens Confederate Monument in Athens, Georgia, the Nash County Confederate Monument in Rocky Mount, North Carolina. On June 5th, Mobile, Alabama, the statue of Confederate Navy Admiral Raphael Semmes, not sure I'm saying that right, but it's S-E-M-M-E-S, was removed downtown under orders of the mayor. The statue of Sam Davis, a Confederate soldier, is going to be removed in Nashville, Tennessee at Montgomery Bell Academy. In Louisville, Kentucky on June 8th, the statue of John Breckenridge Castleman, who was a Confederate officer and a U.S. Army Brigadier General after that, but mostly became a prominent landowner and business person in Louisville. His statue has been removed, but it will be preserved supposedly and put at his burial place. Jacksonville, Florida, June 9th, the city removed overnight, fairly quickly, the Jacksonville Confederate Monument, which is supposedly left behind a blank, empty space. Also in Jacksonville, Florida, the mayor announced that all Confederate monuments, memorials, and markers would be removed in the Grandstand Confederate Memorial Services Cemetery. In Fort Worth, Texas, the county commission has voted to remove the monument in front of the Tarrant County Courthouse, the Confederate monument to war soldiers. In Florida, Jacksonville again, the tribute to women of the Confederacy is to be removed. Also, multiple historic markers. I mean, they really went sort of on a tear in the Jacksonville, Florida area after all of this, talking about many markers and memorials that were going to be removed. In Huntsville, Alabama, they've authorized the removal of the Confederate Soldiers Memorial at the Madison County Courthouse. 
in Houston, Texas, the Spirit of the Confederacy Monument has been removed. They are going to move that to the Museum of African American Culture. Um, Also in Quincy, Florida, the Gadsden Confederate Memorial was removed on June 11th from the county courthouse. It's supposed to be relocated somewhere else, just not at the courthouse. Dallas, Texas on June 12th to prevent protesters, injuries, they said, and potential vandalism attempts. They're going to put the monument in storage at the Confederate War Memorial in Dallas and determine at some point in the future what they're ultimately going to do with uh, this monument after they take it down. In Decatur, Georgia, this monument called the DeKalb County Confederate Monument was ordered removed on the grounds that it was a public nuisance. It was taken down on June 18th. Frankfort, Kentucky, June 13th, a statue of Jefferson Davis, who was the president of the Confederate States of America. That's gone. In Greenville, North Carolina, the county, which owns a statue called the Pitt County Confederate Soldiers Monument, voted to immediately remove that monument because of reason of threatened public safety. So again, the threat by protesters or rioters or vandals has been successful in many places in getting these monuments and landmarks taken down without input from the lawful public or perhaps the discussion that some would say should take place before removal of some of these monuments. Um, Also, June 16th, at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, I said Nevada should be Nevada, I think, Uh, the Hay Reb statue, which had the UNLV University Reb mascot, was removed. It had been donated Uh, some time ago, really more recent history. In Brownsville, Texas, the Jefferson Davis Memorial Boulder was removed on June 17th from Washington Park. The memorial to Company A on the Capitol grounds in Little Rock, Arkansas, has been taken down and will be put in storage until they figure out what they're going to do with it. On June 19th, The North Carolina State Confederate Monument in Raleigh, North Carolina, was taken down. Actually, there were two statues there. They were toppled by protesters. And what was left was then taken down by crew members um, after orders from the governor. On June 20th, in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, the Pine Bluff Confederate Monument was removed from the county courthouse. Um, That was supposedly part of an agreement between the United Daughters of the Confederacy, and a judge's order. The statue's been put somewhere at an undisclosed location where it's going to be cleaned and repaired, and I'm not sure where it goes from there. The statue of Henry Lawson Wyatt on June 21st was ordered removed by the governor in Raleigh, North Carolina. So who is Henry Lawson Wyatt? I had to dig a little deeper to find out who that was. And it turns out he was the first Confederate soldier from North Carolina to be killed during battle during the American Civil War. He was born in Richmond, Virginia. Also in Raleigh, North Carolina, the governor ordered removal of the monument to North Carolina women of the Confederacy. That was taken down June 21st. The Confederate Soldiers Memorial Bridge sign and statue in Clarksville, Tennessee, were taken down supposedly 
they said, for their own protection because they were possibly targeted. June 17th, Silver Spring, Maryland, there was a Confederate soldier grave marker that was toppled by vandals at Grace Episcopal Church. Moving on to Alexandria, Virginia, May 31st, the Appomattox was taken down by the United Daughters of the Confederacy because of protests and threats. It was a bronze statue that was basically in honor of Confederate soldiers from Alexandria, Virginia, and it was positioned in the center of an intersection on South Washington Street and Prince Street in Old Town of Alexandria, listed on the National Registry of Historic Monuments. That's gone. June 16th, the Norfolk Confederate Monument in Norfolk, Virginia, was taken down. This was... um, a monument at a former slave auction site. The Robert E. Lee Monument in Richmond, Virginia, that's coming down. So is the J.E.B. Stewart Monument, Richmond. So is the Stonewall Jackson Monument, the Matthew Fontaine Maury Monument. Uh, Taken down June 5th in Fredericksburg, Virginia, was a slave auction block from the downtown area. That's going to be moved to a museum That had been the discussion of a lot of controversy for a long time because a lot of people said it was not positioned there in Fredericksburg to honor slave auctions. It was to remember what had happened there, but it was still controversial nonetheless. That's gone. Um, The Robert E. Lee Memorial in Roanoke, Virginia, that's coming down. The statue of Williams Carter Wickham was toppled by protesters, tumbled to the ground in Richmond, Virginia, It was a 129-year-old statue honoring a Confederate general. The Jefferson Davis Memorial in Richmond, Virginia, toppled by protesters on June 10th. That reminds me, there is a Jefferson Davis Memorial Highway in Virginia. There's a lot of roads and streets named after these same historic figures. I wonder what's going to happen to those. On June 9th, a Confederate monument that included four statues were decapitated and pulled down by protesters. It was already in the process of coming down, but obviously quickened on June 10th. June 16th, the Howitzer Monument in Richmond, Virginia, was pulled off of its pedestal, pulled down by a rope. I had no idea what Howitzer is or was, and it turns out I think a lot of the protesters and maybe even news people reporting on this didn't know because most of the news articles didn't describe it. But I finally found an article that said the Richmond Howitzers Monument pays tribute to the service of the Richmond Howitzers during the Civil War and that the sculpture is of an artillery man in position number one in front of the gun whose job it was to ram the cartridge down the barrel of an artillery piece and then after the gun was fired, to sponge the barrel down. So again, when I see these monuments being attacked and toppled, maybe by people who don't understand even what they represent necessarily, I do wonder or believe that this is being organized probably at a higher level where the statues are being marked, distributed, transmitted for people to target. And Christopher Columbus, so many statues of Christopher Columbus, so many things named after Christopher Columbus. Do we have to change the name of Columbus, Ohio, 
and District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., and the Columbia Journalism Review, colleges named after some of these figures. I don't know where that goes. But for now, June 9th, the statue of Christopher Columbus in Richard, Richmond, Virginia, was toppled by protesters and dumped into a lake. Um, St. Paul, Minnesota, June 10th, statue next to the Capitol building in Minnesota was dumped by protesters. June 11th in Boston, Massachusetts, Christopher Columbus statue decapitated by protesters, the rest of it removed by the city. June 11th, Camden, New Jersey. June 11th, Houston, Texas. Uh, June 12th, Wilmington, Delaware, ordered removed and stored while it's, the issue is discussed, what to do with it. June 12th, Columbia, South Carolina. Removal and storage, again, ordered by the city council there. Uh, put into storage June 12th in Chula Vista, California. June 13th, Middletown, Connecticut. Statue came down of Christopher Columbus. Also same date, West Orange, New Jersey. June 15th, Detroit, Michigan. The bust of Christopher Columbus removed and put into storage. Same date, removal ordered Hartford, Connecticut, New Haven, Connecticut, Columbus, Ohio, statue of Christopher Columbus, removed by Columbus State Community College. So I don't know how you reconcile. You got rid of the statue, but your name's Columbus State, at least for the moment. Columbus statue removed in St. Louis, Missouri. The Columbus's last appeal to Queen Isabella statue removed in Sacramento, California, or ordered removed June 18th. In San Francisco, California, statue removed. And another one in Columbus, Ohio, ordered removed by the city of Columbus. There are some other statues that do not have direct ties to Confederate soldiers and Christopher Columbus. We'll talk about a few of those that have been toppled right after this break. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're back. We're going to talk about a few more monuments, landmarks, memorials, and statues that have been toppled or removed in the wake of George Floyd's death and the unrest ever since. There is an Albany, New York, plans to remove the statue of Philip Schuler. I'm not sure I'm saying that last name correctly, but it's S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R. And I had to look him up, and it turns out he died long before the Civil War. He was a general in the American Revolution, actually, and did a lot of founding father-type stuff here in the United States. He was supposedly removed because he is said to have owned slaves. The Richmond Police Memorial on June 11th was removed by the city in Richmond, Virginia, it was dedicated to officers who lost their lives in the line of duty, but it was taken down after repeated vandalism. However, this statue, according to the city, is going to be restored and reinstalled. 
The statue of Jerry Richardson came down June 10th. Uh, You may ask who Jerry Richardson is. Well, he was the former owner of the Carolina Panthers, the NFL team, and he was involved in a controversy in recent years. So this is not even really a historic figure as much as it's a recent figure um, where some people have accused him of being racist and or sexist. That came down uh, June 10th. It was taken down by the Carolina Panthers. Statue of Orville L. Hubbard was taken down um, in Dearborn, Michigan. The mayor of Dearborn um, from 1942 to 1978, so a more recent figure, but he was a noted segregationist. In Nashville, Tennessee, protesters toppled the statue of Edward W. Carmack. Had to look up who that was. Turns out he was a senator from Tennessee in the early 1900s. He also became editor of the Nashville, Tennessean newspaper, but he was controversial because he opposed Ida B. Wells. Ida B. Wells was a black investigative journalist and civil rights leader of her time, and because Carmack opposed Ida B. Wells, he, of course, is controversial. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, the quick removal that had been actually planned for some time, but the quick removal on June 3rd of the statue of Frank Rizzo. Rizzo was police commissioner in the late 60s in Philadelphia. He was mayor in the 1970s and a police officer prior to that. They also took down on June 7th a mural of Frank Rizzo. They painted over it actually early in the morning before people even woke up and saw it the next day, it was completely gone, but it was a big mural of him on the side of a building. And the Delaware Law Enforcement Memorial in Delaware, there was a statue that was partially decapitated on June 12th. Um, That was vandalized by protesters. The equestrian statue in Wilmington, Delaware of Caesar Rodney was removed by the city on June 12th. Among other things, he was a slave owner. So uh, this is being stored, the statue, while they discuss what to do with that. The bust of John McDonough on June 13th in New Orleans, Louisiana, was removed by protesters and rolled into the Mississippi River. And yes, when I looked him up, McDonough was a slaveholder, but more of a complicated story. He actually... Uh, identified slaves that he thought had promise, and he taught them how to read and write in violation of Louisiana law. He tried to get them to become missionaries, arranging for them to study at college in Pennsylvania. Um, Even despite all of, I guess, his controversies or the reasons that his statue was dumped in the water, he did some other interesting things. When he died, he left his fortune, $2 million, to the causes of building schools for poor children, specifically not just white children, but freed black children, which was unprecedented at the time and very controversial. He also supposedly arranged for passage for freed slaves to return to Liberia. In Eugene, Oregon, A statue called the Pioneer was toppled and dragged by protesters and then put into storage. 
the pioneer mother, also toppled by protesters. This is um, all at the University of Oregon, by the way, put into storage. The statue of Thomas Jefferson at Jefferson High School in Portland, Oregon, toppled allegedly by people unassociated with the other protests, but some kind of protest. Statue of George Washington in Portland, Oregon, taken down by protesters June 18th. Statue of Francis Scott Key, who wrote the Star-Spangled Banner, uh, taken down by protesters San Francisco, California, same day. Same day, the bust of Ulysses S. Grant, taken down in San Francisco, California, by protesters. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, statue of Calvin Griffith was removed by the Minnesota Twins. It turns out he made infamous racist statements in 1978. He said, quote, I'll tell you why we came to Minnesota. It was we found out you only had 15,000 blacks here. He said, black people don't go to ball games, but they'll fill up a wrestling ring and put up such a chant. It'll scare you to death. We came here because you've got good, hardworking white people here. So again, that was in 1978. Apparently not aware at the time that there was a newspaper reporter present who reported these objectionable remarks. So that statue is now gone. And then a monument to George Preston Marshall in Washington, D.C., was removed on June 19th from Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium. Um, One note that I'm looking at here says the management of the Washington Redskins was not consulted before this was removed um, by Events DC, I guess the people who run the stadium. George Preston Marshall was the owner and president of the Redskins um, from 1932 until his death. Then last but not least, we will mention the equestrian statue of Theodore Roosevelt that will come down. That was announced June 20th in New York. Theodore Roosevelt on horseback, accompanied by walking figures of two men, one a Native American and one African. I actually thought one of them was a woman. But uh, in this little account I'm reading, it says a man. And that's in front of the Museum of Natural History. That was actually um, memorialized in that fun movie about Night at the Museum where they all come to life and was not considered controversial at the time, but in today's context, of course, it is. So that's a list of the ones as of the time of me going through this that have been put up and talked about, taken down, controversialized. And now you know a little bit more. But you can see how how quick this has come, how many in the span of just a couple of weeks, how much history is being changed. I won't say revised because a lot of people think this is a good thing to take down the objectionable part of our past or what some see as objectionable. And I'm not advocating for or against a particular memorial or statue or landmark. But I do think we must understand that now that we have opened the door this wide, I doubt it stops here. I mean, future leaders and protesters may have different targets in mind. They may be offended by different historical figures and names and events. So a few questions I think we can ask. Is it reasonable to judge leaders in the past by contemporary standards that didn't exist at the time? Maybe yes. You know, maybe it depends on the issue, but it's just something to ask. Is it reasonable 
to judge them solely by what is seen today as their failings and toss out any of their supposed accomplishments. Again, you may say yes, that some of the failings are so important, we shouldn't remember their accomplishments or compliment them for any of the good things they may have done or the things that they may have led the way in. By the way, we are going off historical events in a lot of these cases only as we know them today and the way they were recorded back then. Nobody alive today was there to witness or know for sure how things really happened 200 years ago, 100 years ago, 150 years ago. And we all know how skewed the record can be. So the whys and the motivations and the actual character of many of the people we're talking about are really unknowns. I mean, they're sort of presumed based on the the little bits of history that have been written that survive today. And then is there anyone who can pass the test of not having moral flaws, if not today, but that which might be seen as wrong in 50 years or 100 years? Maybe personal actions or choices that we are making now will be seen in the distant future as wrong, even if they're not seen as wrong today. Is it reasonable to mark and remember those who have done notable things for the notable things they've done. Who can stand the test of time if the standard is that nobody must at any point in the future be seen as having done something objectionable to what will then be contemporary standards? Will history start to look like whatever the loudest voices or protesters want it to look like at a given time, where we will begin to forget where we came from and how things really were? Read the book 1984. Do students read that anymore, the George Orwell book? What about Animal Farm? I think all of these things are instructive as we consider where we go from here and what we're doing. And again, a lot of these actions, particularly the ones that are done lawfully, I I know protesters have their voice, but when they're breaking the law and choosing to do something without the proper public debate or discussion, Um, that's hard to defend. But I will say when the cities themselves and the states and leaders are taking down these monuments and or going through the proper processes, that's hard to argue with when the community standard or the community leaders are making these decisions. In any event, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And on another matter, I hope you'll check out my program, Full Measure, this Sunday, June 28th. It's a fascinating cover story that are reported from Denmark on a very American free speech debate that's happening over there. While I was there, I interviewed a vehemently anti-Muslim politician named Rasmus Paladan. His shocking views have a surprising number of supporters in a country that has long welcomed Muslim immigrants, but all of that has created a culture clash. And Paladan, this politician, he wants Muslims to be forced out, all of them. That's his platform. Meantime, I also spoke with Muslims in Denmark who obviously disagree with Paladin, but they support his free speech rights, his rights to say so. And they admit that some Muslims, some on their own side, have been too intolerant of Denmark culture and free speech and Christian ways. Anyway, you can watch all of this on television Sunday. If you want to check out listings, go to CherylAckison.com and click the full measure tab. You can get the list of stations where we air. And you can also see how to watch it live online or replays anytime online at fullmeasure.news and on our app, STIRR, S-T-I-R-R.
Don't forget to subscribe to Full Measure After Hours, this podcast. Share it with your friends, leave a good review, and think about subscribing to my other podcast, the Cheryl Ackeson Podcast, wherever you like to listen. And if you like the topics that I talk about in my podcasts, you're going to love my new book that's coming out in November. It's called Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. I hope you'll consider supporting independent journalism and pre-ordering Slanted anywhere today. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself.